0: Empire. As gambling grows, social networking for betters is taking hold.
1: Um, so that if you are trying to sell people on your picks, or you're trying to get people to follow you, and you're claiming you know, that your ROI is, is something insane or that your win, that you win 68% of the time, that we can actually verify that. And that's through the use of blockchain.
0: That's Alex Dubin, CEO of BetterAuth, where like-minded betters go to help find an edge. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Now that sports gambling has crossed a threshold of legality, there is more opportunity to connect with betters, And as you'll hear in this interview, Alex Dubin has always been seeking a place to go for more nuanced discussions of betting, so he decided to build the platform himself. Our guest this week is Alex Dubin. He's the founder and the CEO of Better Off, which is an enhanced Social media platform developed specifically for the sports wagering community. Hey, Alex, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Bram. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, um, that's a word soup. So, why don't you tell me what you guys do?
1: Uh, so, the the easiest way to lens what we do is, I think, to to look at something like LinkedIn. Right? LinkedIn looked at Facebook twenty years ago and recognized that it was a powerful, popular social media platform that everyone was on it. Um, but that it wasn't built for business, it wasn't built for professionals, right? So LinkedIn sort of skinned all the social features and then built their platform out for professionals by adding um, sort of features built for them. Uh, Similar thing, right? Twitch, which at the time was just in TV, looked at YouTube, said this is powerful, it's great, everyone's on it. Is it really built for gamers and streamers? Not so much, so they basically skinned YouTube and then built out their platform that's now become twitch by adding value add features for gamers and streamers um we've done the same thing for the sports betting and sports betting information community um on twitter and to to an extent on instagram where yes everyone's on it um it's incredibly popular but is it built for the sports wagering community uh pretty clearly not right there there's um no transparency of picks, there's no verification, um, scores, schedules, lines, all of the stuff that sports bettors want, it isn't on Twitter. Um, So we took all of the social features that you could want, and then we built out the Better Off platform by adding value-add features specifically geared towards sports and sports
0: betting. Okay. All right. So um, how do you go about getting, and I'm assuming here, Serious sports betters, or are you trying to find casual sports betters? Because what you're describing here a little bit is LinkedIn is for very specific professionals. Are you looking at the professional sports better or the more than casual sports better here?
1: So we actually are for everyone. Um, there are, we we cohort group. Uh, you have your your professional sports betters, your avid, um, your sort of novice uh you know uh, not novice um sort of just for fun you know maybe they bet on their team or just the ncaa tournament and then you're very very beginner um we cater to all four um as we are a newish platform i think that our our original uh target market was the the more avid better to make it a more um immersive experience but it's a very user-friendly platform it's very simple um so it also caters to the the novice or sort of the not so serious sports better.
0: Okay. What does it look like if I was to interact with it? What 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 what's the functionality of it?
1: You would look at it and you would if you are a social media user, you would immediately recognize it and know what to do. Um the interface, the feed, you're basically looking at an amalgam of Twitter, Instagram and a little bit of Reddit. Um the interface is very user-friendly, very simple. Um but it would really depend on what your use case is, right? So if you're a pro handicapper and what you're looking to do is make money to monetize, you'll probably be interested in the feature where you can charge for access to your pro channel. Um, if what you're interested in is the NCAA tournament coming up and you want, uh, you want to know who you should listen to to place what bets, you could go into the dynamic leaderboard function and you could sort our entire user base um, by NCAA basketball over any time period, over any bet type, and see who actually wins in that area. Um, and then just for the social features, you can use it just like Twitter. You can post, you can like, you can comment, you can interact. Um, and then groups and competitions, right? If you and your friends want to have your own private group, and track your competitions with your own leaderboards, your own trash talk. That's also a feature of the platform.
0: And what about the providers? Are you partnered with major sports betting providers? Are you going to be supplying that? How do you view that?
1: We are. So what we are not, so we're, we're the one-stop shop for everything sports betting except the betting itself. We're not a sports book. We don't aspire to become a sports book, um, but we do partner with them. FanDuel, Caesars, MGM, the whole lot. Um, and we have, you know, sort of what's become your classic affiliate. You go on to Better Off, you'll get all of the options for all of the games, right? So if you went into the Super Bowl and it was Kansas City and Philadelphia, you would get best odds. So it would show which, you know, who offered the best money line for Philadelphia, who offered the best spread for Kansas City. Um, You can make your pick. It tracks on the blockchain, right? So everything that happens on Better Off is immutable, Um, unlike Twitter, where you can delete tweets, delete entire accounts, have new ones. If you make a pick on better off, that is on your history. Um, And it goes to verification of what these touts are claiming their expertise is. Um, But to get back to your actual question, the ability to then go to the books to place that bet, you can do that directly from our platform.
0: All right. so. Take me through the demand for this. Were, were you? How did you gauge that there would be a general interest in wanting to do this?
1: Yeah. So it uh, it evolved. It was a very simple concept to begin with, right? To bring to bring transparency and accountability to sports wagering information, right? What what doesn't exist on Twitter or Instagram? Um, so that if you are trying to sell people on your picks or you're trying to get people to follow you. And you're claiming, you know, that your ROI is is something insane, or that your win that you win 68% of the time, that we can actually verify that, and that's through the use of the blockchain. Um, so that that was always a basic tenet of it. The second part was actually to allow users to monetize. Um, if you are not a major tout, even if you don't work for Action or ESPN or the Athletic. Um, If you have a very small niche expertise, if you know University of Nevada football or if you are a massive fan of of the Portland Timbers, right, not necessarily going to get you a spot as a paid analyst on ESPN. But if you know that, um, and even if you live in a state where it's not legal to place the wagers yourself, you can make your picks on Better Off and you can actually – Sell access to your channel and monetize that knowledge without having to spend the time and and the money that it takes to become a Twitter influencer or a tout.
0: So let me ask you about the market for touts um, as you kind of view it right now. Um, I've been in legacy broadcasting for 30 years. Um, Obviously things are very different now, very fractured. The internet has opened up everybody to be a podcaster, a sports radio host, uh, a television host if they want to. Obviously ESPN and Fox and other places still have a land share grab, but it's different than it used to be. Um, In gambling, there was a few specific people that were at least, as you point out, maybe not documented, but were perceived as touts with inside information. Now everybody can be that if they want to be. How do you kind of view the democratization of that marketplace?
1: So I think it's a great question. The, the I think that that the democratization of the marketplace has begun, but it's imperfect. Um, to, to have a true meritocracy, right, where the people who are and should be the most popular are the ones who are the best informed and perform the best, right? That's your ideal marketplace for any information. You want the people who know and the people with a proven track record to be the ones who have the loudest microphone. That's not how it works on Twitter, right? The, the As a matter of fact, it, it tends to be the reverse, right? Your, your general social media algorithms, and we've seen this certainly outside of sports betting with Twitter, um, what the algorithm is searching for is bombastic content, right? Uh, they want 12-way parlays, they want you to pick you know, 16 point underdogs on the money line, right? Yeah. That's what gets people yelling. Um, and it's what gets you noticed, but it's not necessarily, and it's often antithetical to the idea of being an effective money making sports handicapper. Um, so for us, what, what better off is, is in large part built to do is to take that democratization and really turn it into a true meritocracy by providing the accountability. To actually stick by your picks and the transparency to say, okay, you say that your ROI is X percent, um, show me, show me your picks over the NFL season. Um, you don't just get to to make you know commentary and then pay for for Twitter ads and and sort of rise to the top on better off. You have to perform to rise to the top of the leaderboard.
0: This episode is brought to you by Chalk and Dog, which brings together the vast experience and expertise of two of the brightest agencies in media, sports, wagering, and gaming. With deep roots in the UK and the US, The agency offers expert guidance in everything from market entry to market expansion for startups as well as established global brands powered by best-in-class communication and creative experts. Chalk and Dog has vast international experience and delivers results-oriented, tailor-made solutions for B2B and B2C organizations. I want to talk to you about your background a little bit because you've been in kind of like a hedge-type space but involved in sports and you've worked in data analytics and used that towards fantasy and esports and gaming probably pre the overturn so like you've been in this field for a long time before sports gambling was actually legalized um how have you seen all of your background in this space kind of mature as sports gambling has now become legal
1: oh gosh uh You know, it's been such a massive change since I got out of law school pre-PASPA and was a a hedge fund and private equity attorney um, at at DLA Piper in New York. And then PASPA gets repealed and I meet a couple of guys at a backroom poker game in the city. (laughs) And next thing I know, we're launching a DFS hedge fund, right, where we raise several million dollars and we're playing DraftKings and FanDuel with black box algorithms right which was all well and good for two years until the whole eric schneiderman sues the industry debacle and everything goes haywire um we moved on to starting a sports data and analytics company that was acquired by sportsgrid and now better off for me um it's just been it's been incredible to look over the past 10 or 12 years and see how you know, sports betting has gone from completely illegal everywhere outside of Las Vegas to you have that you have an NFL team in Las Vegas now. Right. Fifteen years ago, if you would said that the NFL was going to place a team in Las Vegas, no one is going to agree with that. Um, and so the normalization and the acceptance of sports betting and the spread of it, the popularity of it uh, has been it's been incredible to watch and to to be a part of it.
0: So um, it almost sounds like a little bit like you've always been kind of chasing the edge. You've always kind of been looking for the edge. Is that kind of fair? Has that been of, of an interest to you in your career?
1: It, I, so for me, that's correct. I, I get picked off when I lose, right? There are a lot of people <laughs> who
0: does not <laughs>
1: Well, but that's the thing. There are a lot of people who bet for the rush, Yeah. right? It, it, it keeps, it keeps that, you know, Brown, Dolphins, Thursday night, blowout, interesting. Um, For me, that's outweighed by how much it pisses me off to lose. So just betting because it keeps me interested isn't enough. For me, if I'm not, if I don't have a real shot at winning, all that sports betting does is, is kick me off. So in order to be involved in sports betting, I always wanted to have as much of an edge as I could. Um, and so things like figuring out who actually knew versus who was just bluster and bravado, finding as much actionable data as possible has always been important to me. Um, and that, that was always sort of at the base of founding Better Off and, and what we do at it.
0: Okay. So let's go back to the idea of this whole marketplace is getting democratized, mainly because of social media and access to information. Um, Is it harder to find an edge these days?
1: Yes and no. Um, Not to get too politician about the answer. Um, In sports like the NFL or leagues like the NFL, um, you know, I'm in New York. I'm surrounded by finance people. And and to a man, they will tell you that the NFL is the most well-researched and documented market in the United States. Right. Better than better than the Dow, better than the Nasdaq. It is a it is a nearly perfect marketplace, no matter how much inside information. And I say that with with, you know, audio air quotes you get. It's going to be tough to win on the NFL unless you are very conservative and kind of stay in your lane. Now, the ability to win in other sports where there are a lot of teams, right? College sports or um, MLS or WNBA, right? These sports that don't get the same sort of attention as the NFL, the NBA, um, NCAA, you know, basketball, really. Um, The opportunity to gain that information and find, either arbitrage opportunities based on different lines at the books or just lines that you don't think are are well-placed and make money off of them is better now than it's ever been before you could have access to information from a capper who really, really knows Utah State basketball.
0: Right. Alex Dubin is the founder and the CEO of Better Off. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me, Brent.
0: On the next future sport podcast, access to sports remains an issue.
1: What was really important when we looked at the travel ball ecosystem, you know my worry, uh, Graham, as I came at this from the, from the angle, it, it started for me as philanthropy. And that is, I you know I was watching as my kids were growing up that baseball was, uh, through this travel ball was becoming sort of an elitist uh, element.
0: That's Sandy Og, founder and CEO of Diamond Allegiance, who is helping travel baseball clubs find ways to make the experience of playing team baseball more accessible and affordable. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Graham Weinstein.